You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Hi everyone, Paul here, and just a quick message from me to let you know that if you are looking to improve the performance of your team, no matter whether it is a work, sporting, or community one, then we've developed some tools to help. On the website, you will find our Thriving Teams Diagnostic, which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Lessons from the Great Coaches podcast. I've learned that you don't do it alone. You learn so many different things from so many different coaches. That's an elite learning environment. Failure is not a problem. How you deal with it is a problem. How to be resilient. How important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. To be a good coach, you've got to give more than you take. What an interesting life it is to be a leader. My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us lead our teams better. We started this podcast because we wanted to have better conversations with our families around the dinner table. In a social media world where the goal is often to be the star of the show, we wanted to change the conversation and talk more about selflessness, leadership and responsibility. And the people we knew who best exhibited these qualities were great sports coaches. As the podcast has grown, the great coaches we have interviewed have shared so much insight and wisdom that we decided to create episodes dedicated entirely to the lessons that have resonated with us the most. Today's episode is on the topic of learning, and it features audio quotes from 15 coaches that we have interviewed on the podcast. And just before we go to the episode, if you're a first-time listener, you can check out our library of interviews at our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. And while you're there, if you'd like to help our podcast, which is fully independent and free from ads, you can follow the link to our Patreon page, where we offer exclusive content to our supporters. And now, on to the topic of learning. The Lessons from the Great Coaches Podcast On the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated, he was due to deliver a speech in Dallas. In the copy of that speech he was to deliver is the line, Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. The speech was to be given to the Dallas Citizens Council and includes this paragraph. America's leadership must be guided by the lights of learning and reason, or else those who confuse rhetoric with reality and the plausible with the possible will gain the popular ascendancy with their seemingly swift and simple solutions to every world problem. 
In our opening question in our interviews, we ask our guests about the great coaches they have experienced and what sets them apart. And the topic of learning is frequently given in their answers. Here is an example from Irish boxing coach Philip Sutcliffe Sr. All coaches, all great coaches must keep on learning. And you learn every day. You learn from the children that you teach. You learn from the adults that are around you. You learn from different mistakes you make. You make things better. And this from Croatian basketball coach Yasmin Rapisha. The best coaches are coaches who are learning fast and who are not repeating same mistakes. Because every coach makes every game five mistakes. It's important, you know, not repeat same mistakes next game. One of the themes that many of the great coaches talk about when it comes to cultivating the skill or habit of learning is curiosity. This was something the Olympic gold medal winning field hockey coach, Danny Kerry, talked to us about when describing the great coaches that he had experienced. I feel they have the real courage of their own convictions and they hold their position strongly, but also possibly with an element of curiosity for other views. So that ability to hold hold true to what they believe while still having an element of curiosity about how might I do this better, I think is sort of a common theme in the coaches I've have looked up to and, and have worked with. The rugby union coach, Andy Friend, also spoke about the presence of curiosity in great coaches. I think the great coaches have a real sense of their own purpose and what they think is the right way to do something. At the same time, I also think they're inquisitive and you never stop growing as a coach. I reckon you've got to continue to stretch yourself and, and to challenge the way you think and the way you do things. This focus on learning is often described as being lifelong and is coupled with a regular process of self-reflection so that they are able to assess what they need to do in order to get better. This is basketball coach Brenda Brown. Well, I think the great coaches are lifelong learners. You'll hear that a lot, but I think they're evaluating themselves constantly and pursuing their craft constantly. And our craft is pretty broad. In terms of coaching, you've got your technical piece. And in basketball, people say X's and O's. And then you've also got your delivery piece, how you're connecting to your athletes and individualizing that coaching to get the most out of them. And so you've got to know yourself and also you've got to know your audience at any given time. Joanne P. McCauley took this idea further when she said that if you're not learning, then you are not doing what you expect of your athletes. If you're not evolving, then you're not getting better And then you're not doing the very thing you ask your student athletes to do. So you've got to be consistent. One thing about coaching, it's very authentic. And kids have a way of seeing through uh, when things are not authentic or driven by a different motivation. The iconic softball coach, Sue Enquist, builds on this idea by saying that you need to surround yourself with people who can help you learn. And... I could share with our audience, that's one thing, if we could just balance that out a little bit, that idea of being around people not like us and people that traveled on a path not like ours isn't and shouldn't be intimidating. It should fill us with curiosity and openness. The German national team boxing coach, Eddie Bolger, explained to us how it was learning from the great Billy Walsh that helped him become the coach that he is today. Now Billy's 
passion to, to, to learn and develop in management and in, in, in directing things was, was the key. And the knowledge that Zor had in the technical uh, development, technical, tactical, conditioning development, periodization of, of preparation, it, it was just a good coming together. And uh, very lucky for me that I got a great, a great apprenticeship and a great education there. When great coaches talk about their quest for knowledge, they describe themselves as being uncomfortably comfortable with all that they don't know, and using this discomfort to push them beyond their immediate environment and network in search of learning. The legendary cycling coach Charlie Walsh described this best. When I first started coaching, my attitude was, well, I don't know it all, and far from that, uh, I need to have a look and see what the best coaches in the world are doing and how their athletes are also behaving because behaving because I've seen that as a uh, as part of the package. I didn't just look at cycling coaches. I looked at coaches from AFL. I looked at two swimming coaches, a Forbes Carlisle and a guy from the USA and people from other sports. And from that, I sort of derived that one of the key ingredients in them was their philosophy. And your philosophy is all-encompassing. But they were certainly very clear, as I seen it, what is the best in their particular sport, sporting field and what is required to get there. They were certainly very direct. They were clear, concise, self-challenge, self-discipline stood right out amongst them. They were not about self. So the ego was not about that. It was about what can I do for you? Uh, they certainly were not know-it-alls. They were quite prepared to seek information from others. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The rugby union coach, Connor O'Shea, reinforced this idea that great coaches are learning from a wide and varied group of people. So they learn from loads of people, they learn from their growth, they learn from experience, but they take all those learnings, but they never change who they are. It's when you try and be an imposter. So if the way you want to live your life is, I don't want to enjoy it, and I'm just going to be successful because if I enjoy it, I'm showing weakness. If that's you, fine. If you're acting that, then you're just an imposter. So I know how I want to live my life. I know the values I have. If that's good enough and people like it, fine. And if they don't, they don't. But I'm not going to be somebody I'm not. That's probably the biggest thing that you see in those really elite coaches. 
the actual process of learning can be uncomfortable. But as Neil Craig pointed out to us, it's that very sensation of discomfort that precedes growth. Eddie Jones, Rick Charlesworth, Charlie Walsh, they are very, very uncomfortable about being comfortable. In actual fact, they seek, they seek ways to keep things uncomfortable because when it's, that's when you really learn. Like you learn you, you, when you first learn to drive a car. Like it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Like you, 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 everything's uh, highlighted and you, you've got to push the, the accelerator down, you've got brakes and the indicators and whatever. Uh, eventually you get to a stage where you're quite comfortable. And if you want to get better, if you want to get better at that, you need to actually extend yourself. So you might be able to drive a car around uh, Prague all day, um, but if you want to be really uncomfortable, we'll put you in a Formula One. And so your skill set will have to increase enormously because you, you'll be totally uncomfortable again. And so this capacity to, to embrace the adversity, which, which is a form of training for you. And this discomfort, as you learn in a way that is not linear, is something that great coaches prepare for their athletes with and help them normalise. Learning is not a linear process. It's a non-linear process, so it doesn't go in a straight line. It goes all jagging up and down, and suddenly you have a slump. You're not quite sure, and if you stick with it, the coach's job then is to, to stand by him, be enthusiastic, keep him moving, and then suddenly, whoa, we, we go again. And that, to me, becomes so exciting watching somebody go through that process because if it was just straightforward, everybody would do it. It's not. Learning and growing and moving – it comes through experiences, and coaches try and provide those experiences, along with all the other things in somebody's life. As a way to manage the discomfort of learning, one of the world's most successful gymnastic coaches, Valerie Condes-Field, talked to us about infusing joy into the process of learning. That's when I was able to help the athlete infuse joy into the process of learning. I had a, a wonderful one-on-one -on -one conversation for about an hour with Kobe Bryant, the majority of the talk, actually, he started by saying, he said, Miss Val, I don't know whether to thank you or to be mad at you because my daughters have Caitlin Ohashi's Florentine, like automatic replay in our house. And he says, we literally have watched it probably a thousand times. That switched to us discussing how important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. And Kobe, I mean, we were just so on the same track that Understanding that joy is not being happy. Joy is something internal that comes from you doing your absolute best at something. And he said to me, he says, you felt joy for me was getting up every morning at 4.30 and putting in two extra workouts before the team ever showed up. He goes, I got so filled up with joy and pride that it really didn't even matter if we lost a game, our next game that nobody can take that away from you. He said, that's my pride in a job well done is what filled me with joy that I was able to bring to everything I did in life. Dr. Carol Dweck coined the term fixed and growth mindset, and her research showed that a growth mindset empowers people to believe they can develop their abilities. It's not surprising then that many of the great coaches identify the presence of a growth mindset as being essential for the successful execution of their roles. Here's Valerie Condesfield again. And let me start with the commonalities that I've noticed. 
commonalities are a passion for, for a growth mindset. All of the coaches who I had the great fortune of being mentored by, they all had a growth mindset. They all were readers, not just of athletics books or leadership books, but all types of books. They all have are meticulous with understanding what a healthy culture and foundation looks like under their leadership. Corey Close coaches basketball at UCLA in America, and a growth mindset is so important to her that it is one of the three core values in the team. One of our three core values in our program here with UCLA women's basketball is a growth mindset. And what does that mean? It means everything that happens to me today is an opportunity to learn and grow. And I want every player as they leave our program to have a deep sense of what a privilege it is to look at life through the lens of growth and not through a fixed mindset lens. And if I want them to really adopt that, I've got to model it myself. I've got to show them my pride in being better today than I was yesterday. And when I fall short, owning that and saying, hey, you know what? I fell short here. I made a mistake here. Let's get back onto the growth path. Perhaps the final word on learning should come from cricket coach Justin Langer, who offered curiosity as the one piece of advice he would like to leave the audience with. And if I could give... People, one bit of advice at any age, have a curious mind and and search for mentors. And a lot of people, the mistake they make is they think they already know it all and they don't ask questions. And I've said this for many, many years. I hope in the last day of my coaching career, I still consider myself as a novice coach. In other words, I hope I'm still learning. We hope you enjoyed our episode on learning and found one or two things you can bring to your own dinner table, locker room, or boardroom table for discussion. The key lessons I have taken away on the topic of learning from our interview guests are one of the similarities that great coaches identify in other great coaches is that they are lifelong learners. They are self-reflective in what their knowledge gaps are and they see learning as a form of self-improvement. The skill or habit of learning is cultivated through curiosity and is part of having a growth mindset. And great coaches look to learn from people and ideas outside of their immediate bubble and try to surround themselves with people who have the same drive to learn. Here at the Great Coaches Podcast, we are always trying to learn as well. So please let us know if you have any feedback. Just like Jill Maguire, who said, I walked the dog with you and Ben Ryan earlier this week. What a fabulous podcast. And Simon Naismith, who said, love your podcast project full of so many great stories, journeys and learnings. Well done. And thank you for your passion towards leadership and coach development. Thanks, Jill and Simon. The interaction with people around the world who listen gives us great energy. And so if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. All the details on how to interact with us are in the show notes or on our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com.